new corporate user fees, and the economic benefits to be yielded by the improvements. The nonpartisan scorekeepers at the Congressional Budget Office have yet to weigh in. A new report accuses social media of doing little to deal with anti-Semitic posts. CBS's Vicki Barker. The U.S.-U.K. researchers say the five top social media platforms fail to act on 84% of posts spreading anti-Jewish hatred or propaganda, even after they're reported through the company's official complaints systems. They say Facebook is the worst offender. Zoom has agreed to settle a Zoom bombing lawsuit. It'll pay $85 million for internet trolls hacking the screen sharing feature and showing offensive messages and images during meetings. S&P futures are up 15. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. In engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at fuelrewards.com. Staples Connect has everything for back to school at amazing prices. Right now, Crayola 12 count colored pencils and 10 plus 2 Crayola marker bonus packs and Staples 2 pack scissors are just 97 cents each. So your student won't just be ready for school, there'll be tons of drawings to hang on the fridge ready. We're going to need a bigger refrigerator. Visit your local Staples store or staples.com slash back to school today and get more than ready for school. Ends 918. Limit 30 on Crayola. Limit 6 on scissors. A new honor for Beyonce. I got hot sauce in my bags. Rolling Stone released its list of 100 greatest music videos of all time, and Queen B takes a top spot with Formation. Okay, ladies, now let's get in formation. But it wasn't Beyonce's only video to make the list. Single Ladies was number 12, and her music video with Lady Gaga for Telephone, number 66. Madonna, Childish Gambino, Guns N' Roses, and Michael Jackson also claimed top spots on the list. Monica Ricks, CBS News. The baby booted from Lollapalooza. The hip-hop star's performance was canceled at the Chicago Music Fest after he asked fans at a show last week to raise their phones in the air if they didn't have HIV, AIDS, or another sexually transmitted disease. He apologized after widespread criticism. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. If you're drowning in IRS debt, please get ready to take down this number to take advantage of the new IRS tax forgiveness programs. The IRS has recently hired private debt collection agencies to start collecting your outstanding taxes. Prior to call with Superior Tax Relief, I owe the IRS 33000 and my wages had just been garnished. Superior Tax Relief put a stop to the garnishment and was able to resolve my tax problem. I walked away owing close to nothing. I would highly recommend Superior Tax Relief. They saved my life. We can protect you from the added fees and negotiations your tax liability. Superior Tax Relief can set you free from your tax issues. Call Superior Tax Relief to find out how you can qualify for the Fresh Start program that's now available. Don't hesitate. Call today, 800-898-7771. That's 800-898-7771. The consultation is free. The information is free. This call could save you thousands. 800-898-7771. That's 800-898-7771. 800-898-7771. CBS Sports Brief, Summer Games. Here's correspondent Steve Futterman. The big news here in Tokyo today, Simone Biles says she will compete tomorrow in the women's balance beam competition. The decision follows Biles not competing in a number of other events because of mental health concerns. Olympic historian David Wawachinski. This is enormous pressure, but she seems to feel comfortable enough with her routine to go ahead with it. And as Biles was announcing her decision, one of her American teammates, Jade Carey, won gold in the floor exercise competition. But it's the end of gold medal hopes here today for the U.S. women's soccer team. It loses a semifinal match to Canada, 1-0. The best the Americans can hope for now is bronze. And a 24-year-old female sprinter from Belarus remains here in Japan. She says her government is trying to force her to go back to her country, and she doesn't want to. CBS Sports Brief, Summer Games, 
I'm Steve Futterman in Tokyo. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the AutoSmarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Ohio. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Difficulties with everyday tasks, words and numbers, confusion in familiar environments, memory loss, and changes in behavior. These are all signs of dementia. Athens County Cares wants to create a dementia-inclusive Athens County and empower adults living with cognitive decline through a holistic program which safeguards their dignity and independence while improving their and their caregivers' quality of life. Pick up the phone and call 740-594-3535 or visit AthensCountyCares.org to learn more. For generations, horses have carried riders for various types of work, and at the Athens County Fair, we will compete to demonstrate our skills in riding hunter-jumper, ranch and trail, western pleasure, contest, and more. Stop by the horse arena any day to see our horse and rider teams compete, and when you come for the market animal sale on Friday, be sure to visit the horse barns to meet our well-trained animals and their talented riders. The 2021 Athens County Fair, August 6th through the 14th. Lifelong ambitions, national pride, and fierce competition are in full display in Tokyo, and we're here to bring you the results and the drama behind them. CBS Sports Briefs from the Summer Games, your ticket to history. On Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Coach, your NAP Tech football team played its home opener and also conference opener this past weekend, and I'm just wondering what kind of game it was. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we went out there and played a real fine ball game. I'm real proud of the way the Oysters conducted themselves on the field, just like gentlemen. They were a real fine ball game on offense, and our defensive team played a real fine ball game, and our special teams gave a real fine effort out there. And, of course, I want to point out to all the fans that them boys from over to Cinema State played a real fine ball game. So what all the fans seen when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. Well, did that combination of fine play on your part result in your first victory of the season? Well, no. I'm real disappointed to point out to all of our fans that uh, the home opener was has been just the same as all the home openers dating all the way back to ever since 1937. We come out on the short end of the score, but I do want to point out that the score was not indicative of the way that we played. And what was that score, Coach? Well, I, I believe it was uh, 84 and zip. You were telling me on our... Preview program 84 on... and zip, and uh, we was the zip, and they was 84. 
You were telling me on Friday when we were talking about the game plan that you did have a, a good game plan for this contest. What went wrong? Well, that's right. You know, uh, we do have a real fine game plan every week, and, and, and it seemed like the boys never go out there and follow the game plan. It seemed like if they go out there and follow the game plan, we'd come up with a victory, and, and that's what happened. They didn't follow the game plan. You know, we had ourselves a lights, camera, action, a three keys to victory game plan, and none of them went right. We'll get into that a little bit more right now. Back with Coach Turf after we pause for this message. And, and we apologize, folks. We approached a toilet paper company and they said no. Coach Turf, we were talking about the game plan for the Cinema State game, and you had a good three-pronged game plan, but uh, it did not work out well. well. That's right. Not only that, there was three parts to it, and none of them worked. We had lights. Camera action are three keys to victory, and, and for the lights part of it, you know, them boys over at the Cinema State are used to being matinee folks playing their ball games in the afternoon, so we figured we'd change them up, play the ball game under the lights, play it at night, and hoping all the lights would work, and when we went and throwed the switch for the lights, none of them come on. So we called upon our fans that come to the ball game that night to get in their cars and surround the stadium with their lights on in their cars so we could have some lights for the ball game, and of course, now, the reason for this here program is for all the fans to find out about our show and our program and support our team, and not enough of them come to the ball game last night, and I do want to uh, chastise our fans for that because when they lined up their cars around the field and turned their lights on, there wasn't enough of them on our end. It was dark on our end. Well, what about the other two parts, Coach, of your game plan? Well, the camera part of it, they had all the cameras on their side. You know, they was taking all the pictures. We wanted to save it. And, of course, on the action part, we wanted to initiate the action. But what happened was they initiated all the action by scoring all the touchdowns. They, they scored 12 of them. And, of course, now in the annals of inept tech football, that'll mean that we lost to Cinema State by a dirty dozen. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATA. What a weekend it was. One of those you have to come back to work to rest. Doing power spring. You folks all know what that is. Working on sidewalks and decks and mercy. My back hurts. Good morning, folks. Welcome to the Party Line program on this Monday. It is, um, let's see, what is it, the 2nd of July. Try try again. August. There you go. There we go. Yes. I knew I was close, but anyway, whole new month. Wow. Yeah. We, we zipped right through July, didn't Christ, we? Chris is going to be busy today getting the billing out. Yep. What with the... Um, first of the month. First of the month coming on a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, anyway, good morning, folks. Another 31-day month of August, 31 in July and 31 in August. There you go. Let's see here. January, February, March, April, <laughs> May, June, July. He's counting his numbers, folks. I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. You know when I learned that Knuckles thing? Where? In the bathroom. No, 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 not where. When? Oh, when? <laughs> Only about five years ago. Oh, yeah? Somebody did it in front of me, and I go, well, good darn. And so I started doing it myself. Oh, cool. But it, it is helpful. That's All right, good. well, anyway, good to morning, folks. Own. Yep. Let's see, today is uh, August 2nd, as we said. There's only two things mentioned. 
I, I didn't feel that was good enough, so I brought in yesterday, too. But <laughs> two, the two things mentioned today, National Ice Cream Sandwich Day and National Coloring Book Day. Okay. Pretty self-explanatory. I think so. Now, yesterday, though, there was a bunch. And some of these are confusing. National Girlfriends Day. It's plural. It is? National Girlfriends Day. Well, maybe they are talking about the female gender. Well, duh, but I mean, that's not my point. Well, I mean, you know, it could be either way. Guys have girlfriends. I don't know if it's called girlfriends anymore. What? I don't know if it's called girlfriends anymore. Some people oh, say it is, and, you know, a guy and a girl, I mean. Some people say, I'm talking to them, or this is my friend, whatever. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> what was the plurality of it that struck me funny? You know, either you have a girlfriend or you don't. Oh, yeah. See? Got it. Coming from that angle. Anyway, it encourages women across the U.S. to get together and celebrate their special bond of friendship. Oh, it's not even between guys. No, it's that's what I was saying earlier about it could be from the female gender only. So I must have been thinking selfishly. That's what it is. National Friendship Day. That's a good one. Yep. National Sisters Day. Can I talk about that for a minute? Sure. One thing that I regret in my life is that I was never close to my sister. Um, I wanted to be. It just wasn't in the cards. I think you and I had that discussion I in miss, here one time. I um uh, She died a few years ago. I felt badly. Her husband and I got along pretty well. He even worked here at the station. Did a great job. Um, She has four kids. I'm not particularly close to any of them. I mean, if we see each other, it's always smiley and fine, but, you know, it's not special. Um, National Sisters Day. Well, I'll tell you, if I can add to that, um, she was a wonderful lady, and she wrote some of the nicest cards to Dad and to myself. About how much she enjoyed Dad's shows, okay. Sentimental Journey, and how much she enjoyed my shows of Sentimental Journey, See, and I... just spoke blessings of good words over Dad and me in those cards, and I still have them. How nice! Every now and then, I will pull one out, and I, you know, just say, "Carol, that was very sweet of you," and I always made sure to thank her too, whether it was on the air. Or via phone, whatever she would call. But uh, I never got one. Very <laughs> well. I'll share mine. <laughs> but I mean, um, I do miss her, even though well, it was sure. not a, um, you know, the kind of sister brother relationship you dream of. Yeah, the bond that yeah. you may have been able to have. Well, anyway, let's move but, on. Okay. Respect for Parents Day. National Raspberry Cream Pie Day. Ooh. Any cream pie suits me. Had a good cheesecake this weekend. Uh, let's see here. International Maison Day. Okay. I've seen that word. I don't know what it means. Is it a game? M A H 
J-O-N-G. Mahjong? I think. Cards? Okay, so it's a game. Let's see. I can't tell what it is. M-A-H-J-O-N-G. Yeah. One word. Mahjong cards. Um, hmm. They look like greeting cards. Could that be? Anybody knows? Give us a call. We we're we're a little bit uh, stymied on this one. In uh, our number, of course, five nine two sixty six forty six. Mahjong game. Mahjong solitaire. So it looks like yeah, some type of card game. Well. But uh, when I saw this this morning, an hour or so ago, I thought, well, what is that? Oh, anyway. yeah, it's a, it's a game. Yeah, there, there you go. Well, where do you get a deck of cards for it? Um, is that something that's commonly available? I mean, can, you, see, get it, can you get it with, at Walmart, or do you have to go to some special place? Well, it looks like you can get it at Amazon, Kroger's, Lowe's. Kroger's, even? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Toy. Let's I'm going to look for them. Includes 146 tiles, dice, and an ornate storage case for adults. Here it is. It is a tile-based game that was developed in the 19th century in China and has spread throughout the world since the early 20th century. It is commonly played by four players. Yeah. Well, anyway, such it is. Yes. International Mejong Day. It's American Family Day. It's National Minority Donor <laughs> Awareness Day. So a bunch of interesting things today. And I brought that in. That that all was yesterday. Because today we only had two. And I thought that was kind of thin. Go away, phone. Um... <laughs> Okay. You know, it even said potential spam. I got a few of those this weekend. Yeah, I get way too many. Yeah. One's too many, right? Yep. Okay, so all I brought in two days' worth because today's was just two items. Okay, let's see. What about historical events today? August 2nd. The year 1776, the formal signing of the U.S. Declaration of Independence by 56 people. This is, by the way, excuse me, this is, by the way, the date most accepted by modern historians. 1790, the U.S., the first U.S. Census was conducted. The population at the time was 3,939,214. Among it were 697,624 slaves. Wow. Okay, so think about that now. In our nation, on August 2nd of 1790, the population was 3.9 million people. Today, our nation's population is a hundred times that. No. Well, now I'm confused. Anyway, it's 332 million people. So is that 300 times? No, that'd be... It is a hundred times more, right? Uh, well, if it was... Three million, and now it's three hundred and thirty-two million. Yeah, it'd be a hundred times it. Three hundred times that. Mm-hmm. 
It was a three million. We yeah, one hundred. Okay. <laughs> you get me confused. I know. I know. I thought you said uh, one million, not three million. No, thirty-three. Um, so in nineteen ninety, the first census, the outcome was three million nine hundred and thirty nine thousand two hundred and fourteen okay. of which six hundred and ninety seven thousand and six twenty four were slaves um, today's population of our nation is three hundred and thirty two million eight hundred and sixty nine thousand no mention of slaves I just looked up something here that I didn't know, speaking of slaves, that the first slave owner in America, according to Wikipedia, was Anthony Johnson. He was one of the first African-American property owners and had his right to legally own slaves recognized by the Virginia courts. I did not know that. Okay, let me make sure I got that. So the first slave owner in America was black himself. Yes. Okay. A black Angolan known for achieving wealth in the earliest, early 17th century colony of Virginia. And, you know, that's, if we really dug into it, would we find that all slaves were black? Don't you suspect there were people that were of other oh, yes. ethnicities oh, or yes. even white who were slaves? I think that has been documented, yes. Regardless, the point is slavery is wrong. Yep. Okay. Well, let's move on with historical events here. Now we move to 1832. The Battle of Bad Axe, not bad ass, bad axe, like chopping axe, right? Yeah. This occurred in Wisconsin. 1,300 Illinois militia defeat Sauk and Fox, S-A-U-K and Fox, Native Americans, ending the Black Hawk War in the United States. 1858, the government of India transferred from East India Company to the British Crown. And something very recent, in 2018, just a couple years ago, Apple becomes the first American public-listed company to meet, to meet $1 trillion in revenue. Wow. I don't remember our having that story at the time. But still, that's remarkable. Okay, now people. Okay, here's some birthdays, right? Frederick August Bartholdi. Bartholdi. Wow. Okay, so we're talking about somebody in 1834 when he was born. So, Frederick August Bartoli. Bartoli. Thank you. He was a French sculptor and painter, best known for designing Liberty and Lightning, the world commonly known as the Statue of Liberty. Oh, wow. Well, that's, that, that's impressive. That's right up there. Yeah. Okay, another one would be Myrna Loy, the actress. 1905, her birth. 1993, her passing. She was an American film, TV, and stage actress. Trained as a dancer, Loy devoted herself fully into an acting career following a few minor roles in silent films. Some of her movies included The Thin Man from 1934, After The Thin Man in 1936, Another Thin Man in 1939, and The Best Years of Our Lives in 1946. 
Nice looking lady. All right. Now we have James Baldwin. Born in 1924, died in 1987. What was he known for? James Baldwin was an American novelist playwright, essayist, poet, and activist. His essays, collected in Notes of a Native Son, explores intricacies of racial, sexual, and class distinction in the Western society of the United States during the mid-20th century. And the last one in the way of famous birthdays is Pierre Charles Lafont. Um, Lafont Plaza, is that named for him in Washington? Anyway, uh, could very well be. Um, spent a lot of time there. Uh, PBS is located there. Public Broadcasting. Pierre Charles Lafond. L a f o n d. No T. T. Okay. E n uh, L with a po- and then an apostrophe. E n f a n t. Pierre Charles. Le Font, got it. French-American military engineer who designed the basic plan for Washington, D.C. There we go. Known today as the Le Font Plan. And the Font Plaza, beautiful hotel there. As I said, PBS, uh, WEB's, uh, you know, network headquarters, that sort of thing. And... Um, and right next to it is a beautiful marina. Yeah. We do have a caller. Let's see what's on their mind. Uh, get all my switches just right. Good morning. Good morning. I thought of a person that I want to recommend you contact by phone and have a conversation with. Gary Baldwin, your old neighbor. Yeah. I mean, no, he was a great sportscaster for you guys. I don't know whether you want to have him on your show. Or the night the sports show that they have with uh, Connor, with, with but, Connor, yeah. But uh, he was always a great talker about what potential Joe Burrow might have been mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he went to Cincinnati or wherever he went. And now that that's happened, I just wondered what does old Gary think? You know, just by coincidence, uh, Scott. Um. What am I wearing today? <laughs> uh, you're wearing orange sunglasses and a pair of Speedos and sandals. What the hell are you talking And that's about? it. <laughs> I'm not wearing there you go, folks. anything like There's that. There's a vision for you right now. <laughs> well, that's better than the toilet paper refusing oh. you an advertisement. Okay. He's, he's wearing, so, wearing a, tell the truth a, now? a polo shirt. <laughs> a what? A polo shirt. What, you know, probably a, with LS, a probably LSU a, Tigers. There you go. I'm M-M-R. wearing an LSU Tigers um, team shirt. See, he's still in our minds and everything, and they had a good article about him in the Sunday Messenger about him. And also... Was that they, you? I guess not. That was you. That was you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's your Geronimo sound or something. Um, let's see. Chewbacca, I think they yeah, call it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so let's see. We've lost all track of what we're talking about. I, I'll remind you. Gary Baldwin might be oh, a nice yes. person to interview about what he thinks of Joe Burrow and yeah. how's he doing in his retirement in Cincinnati. Does he go to dinner with them? Does he, <laughs> does he do anything? Anyway... I always liked Gary, and he always talked very nicely on the radio, and I thought he'd be an interesting person to interview after a while. He may not be interested in doing it, but you can at least ask. Well, you no, can he, call every once in a while when you want to know. He would uh, be pleased. Somebody to, to talk to. Yeah. He's a good friend. Yeah. All right. We'll see what we can do. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, let's see here. Now, how about some famous deaths? We've got two dimension here. Alexander Graham Bell. I'll bet everybody can figure that one out. The telephone and all that stuff, right? Yep. Scottish-born inventor, scientist, and engineer. Credited with inventing and patenting the first practical telephone. 
His years of life, 1847, and he died on this date in 1922. Another guy is an Ohioan, Warren G. Harding. And he was born in 1865, died on this date in 1923. And, of course, the 29th U.S. president. There you go. There you go. Let's see what else I've got here. Nothing. He was born in Blooming Grove, Ohio. And anybody that's driven north, like, uh, oh, between Delaware and Marion, you, you'll see the, the Harding Memorial beautiful place um, yeah the nearest city to his birthplace is Galleon Ohio which is near that area oh, yeah. you are describing yeah, absolutely alright we've got uh, let's see let me tell you what we've got here we got um, the, the worst and best cities for health care We got the best cities for cat lovers. We have the New York Times morning headlines. And um, and we've got the COVID report. Uh, get me pointed in a certain direction. What do you think we should do next? Uh, let's do the first one you mentioned. The best and worst cities for health care. Yeah. Okay. Then go to... COVID after that. I only asked for one suggestion, man. Oh, well, sorry to overload <laughs> you there. <laughs> okay, He's here we go. Overwhelmed now, that's it. So, with the uh, with the average American now spending more than 11000 per year on personal health care, the personal finance website WalletHub today released its report on 2021's best and worst states for health care. In order to determine where Americans receive the highest quality services at the best prices, WalletHub compared the 50 states in the District of Columbia across 44 key metric issues. Think of that. Some of those, uh, just to mention a few, health care costs, accessibility and outcome and by outcome we're talking about positive results in terms of your health let's see here the data set ranges from the average monthly insurance premium to physicians per capita to the share of insured population. Okay. So I've got two short lists. One says the best states, and it's the top ten, and the worst states, and it's the bottom ten. Now, it's my pleasure, I think, to announce that Ohio is in the middle. They're not listed. Uh, I often think that that's a good thing. Yeah, it's nice to be in the top group, but it's even more important not to be in the bottom group, right? Yep. So, uh, let's, let's take a, a little view of who are the best states, the top ten. Number Coming in number one, Massachusetts. Number two, Rhode Island. Three, Minnesota. Four, Hawaii. Number five, Maryland. Six, Vermont. Seven, Colorado. Eight, Iowa. Nine, Connecticut. And ten, South Dakota. Now, I have lived or spent a lot of time in all of those states except for Minnesota. Iowa, and South Dakota. But for the life of me, I can't recall any health care issues there. Now, the worst states. We got ten of these, too. 
So here we go. Coming in 42nd, Missouri. 43rd, Nevada. I've spent quite a bit of time there. 44th, West Virginia. 45th, Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> 46th, Oklahoma. 47th, North Carolina. I do like North Carolina. 48th, Mississippi. 49th, Arkansas. 50th, Louisiana. And dead last, Alabama. So, best to worst. Utah has the lowest average monthly health insurance premium, which is typically $405 per month. Vermont has the highest, which is $1,050 per month. California has the highest retention rate for medical residents. That is 70.6%, which is four and a half times higher than the District of Columbia, the lowest with 15.7%. Vermont has the lowest number of infant mortalities. Louisiana has the lowest share of at-risk adults without a routine doctor visit in the past two years. Some of these are complicated points, so I don't know as anyway, folks, if if you'd like more detail, I'm sure you can just Google Wallet Hub, one word. And many of these reports are probably available to you to review as well. But I just um, give you sort of highlights, if you will. Fifteen minutes before the hour. I guess we have to do uh, COVID. Um, these are all updated from yesterday. And, of course, they'll be updated again at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Let's start with uh, our local area, uh, Athens. Um, our death number has been 60 and it's been 60 for a couple of weeks now we're glad that hasn't changed our hospitalization rate did go up just a scunch it's now up to 212 um Active cases now, as of yesterday, 5,283. Uh, there were two new cases yesterday. I'm sorry, two new cases. Let's see, yesterday was Sunday. So two, uh, no new case on Friday. Two new cases on Saturday. Five new cases yesterday. So, we presently have 5,283 cases. Uh, that's not, I did not say that accurately. We have had a total. Now, many of these people have recovered, but since it began now, the total was 5,283. Recovery rate, 5,194. Now, as of yesterday, 28,061 people have been vaccinated. I know some of you don't agree, but I highly encourage you to get vaccinated. State of Ohio. 
So in the state of Ohio, we have 1,130,134 cases since this all began. Um, active cases right now stand at 30,524. That's 2.7% of total cases are currently active. Two point seven percent. That is. Uh, I think we have nine thousand in an ICU situation, and we have fifty-two thousand or so just in regular hospital settings. Thus far, now we've had one thousand. I'm sorry, one million. 92,123 recoveries. Uh, there has been uh, 20,492 deaths. By the way, that number has been steady. There's been no additions since last Thursday. And the only other thing we can add is the vaccination rate. At present, 5,773,576 Ohioans have received a vaccination. And uh, if you do the math, that is... Oh, I lost my place. Oh, here it is. 49.39%. So almost 50% now. United States. Should we go on? Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's Monday. We usually do it on Friday and then go with an update again on Monday. The United States. Um, boom, 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 boom. Okay. As of yesterday, there have been a total of 35,768,924 cases. Uh, of which, presently, 5,466,000 are active. That's 15%. Uh, 82.9% have recovered. And 1.76 died. Nationwide, the death rate as of uh, yesterday and come to 629,380. Vaccination rate for the United States, 163,671,687. That's 49.17. the world well the vaccination for the world rate is only 14.56 percent um, there are some very small countries that have far more difficulty purchasing and distributing these vaccines. So the world, 14.56% has been vaccinated. I will say, though, that's 1,146,700 I'm sorry, one billion one hundred and forty six million seven hundred and forty five thousand people have been vaccinated. 
worldwide. But we have a worldwide population of 7,876,000,000. Well, <clears throat> I, I think we're... I still, I still think we're moving in the right direction. Uh, uh, a word about up tomorrow's program. We're going to have a guest tomorrow. Amy Renner. Amy Renner is the mayor of the village of Chansey. And um, we're going to have a couple of our outlying area mayors come in over a period of the next month or two to talk about their communities. And each of them seems to have some interesting things going on. Some things they're proud of, some things they want to try to make better. And so Amy Renner is going to be our guest tomorrow, right here on the party line, the village of Chansey. Okay. Now this is really important, Scott. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> That's what we're all about, important stuff. <laughs> Are you a cat lover? Yeah. You are? Yeah. Okay. I have one. Well, I, I, I can't remember. Yeah. We have one, too. Mm-hmm. I will have to say, since we got the guys, meaning our dogs, Bree's position in the household has changed significantly. She now is largely an outdoor cat. We have built a house almost as nice as our own for her. Um, it's heated. It's, you know what I mean, everything. Yep. Okay, but I have this report, 2021's Best Cities for Cat Lovers. This uh, kind of knocks me out. Okay, what cities do you think have... Um, Oh my! I that would be. Uh, well, wait, wait, what did you think I was asking? The most cats? Yeah, the most. No, no. Most adoptions? No, it's just hear me out. Okay, first of all, there's something I didn't even know existed, and it's called cat cafes. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I didn't have any idea you were going there. Okay, so. <coughs> What cities do you think have the most cat cafes? San Francisco. Per, per population. Oh, okay. Okay, well, you're not too far off. Oakland is one. Oh, right across the bay. Yeah. They come in second. Number one is Orlando. Two is Oakland, California. Three, Pittsburgh. Four, Seattle. And five, Miami. Now, of large cities, what do you think, name a few cities you think, uh, eh, they don't care about cats that much. So they have the fewest cat cafes. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, that was a dumb question on my part. So, coming in last, Oakland Park in Kansas, which is tied with Boston, which is tied with Bellevue, Washington, which is tied with Naperville, Illinois, which is tied for Dallas, Texas. So there's a, a five-way tie for the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this strikes me odd. Okay, now, what if you needed a cat sitter? Well, Orlando has the most. Long Beach, Orange County, it's California, Fort Collins, Lancaster, California. Those all have the most cat sitters. Fewest cat sitters? I'm not even going to go into that. Okay, high share of cat-friendly rental homes. San Antonio, Austin, Kansas City, something I can't pronounce, in Overland Park in Kansas. 
most cat boarding businesses per 100,000 residents. So cat boarding business. Well, I guess where you could store your cat. This may be what they're saying. Yeah. Sounds like it. Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, Las Vegas, Miami, Springfield. Fewest, Knoxville, Sunrise Manor. I guess that's in Nevada. Shreveport. Uh, New York City. Most veterinarians. Now, this is interesting. Irvine, California has the highest number of, of veterinarians per residence. Huntington Beach is two. Lake, Lakewood, Colorado, three. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, fourth. And Miramar, Miramar Florida, how about the fewest? Fewest veterinarians per residence. Laredo, Texas, Detroit, Enterprise, Nevada, San Francisco, and Houston. I have a very simple map here. It says 50 best cities for cat lovers. The closest one is Pittsburgh. Nothing in Ohio. Well, there you go. How about that? Bree is such a nice cat. Yeah, I wish I girl. wish the guys would be a little more acceptable of her. Our two dogs. Have you seen the kitty cat that's been up for adoption from Friendly Paws? I think you've pointed it out. Lodi? Mm. Boy, he's a beautiful cat. If you're looking for a loving, affectionate cat, very healthy. He has to stay in a cage most of the time. Is there, did they mention why? They have two other cats that apparently don't like him. object to that. So he needs to be out so he can spread his love. About 20 seconds away from uh, CBS News, folks. Um, enjoy this beautiful day. The weather certainly is pleasant. If I'm not mistaken, this can't be up to date, is it? No. Okay. If you hit the refresh Where? button up there. Uh, we're out of time. There you go. Uh, do it. Click, 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 click. In our 71st year 70 of service degree. to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Simone Biles will take the spotlight one last time at the Summer Olympics. Correspondent Steve Futterman is covering the Games. The announcement came a few hours ago. Simone Biles, who has withdrawn from five events here in Tokyo, announced she will compete in tomorrow's final women's gymnastics event, the balance beam. One of her teammates, Jade Carey, says she's excited to have Biles back. Having Simone being back tomorrow is great. I'm really proud of her. She's been through a lot. It's going to be great to see her out there tomorrow. Carey won gold in floor exercise today. The U.S. women's soccer team lost in the semis to Canada, one nothing. The Delta variant is now responsible for almost all new COVID cases in this country. And infections are up to their highest number since winter. Hospitalizations in Missouri have increased 168%. In the last two months, almost all patients are unvaccinated. CBS's Maria Villarreal is in Osage Beach. At Lake Regional Health System, Chief Medical Officer Dr. Harbach Senga says they're fighting their fourth surge. The ICU is busier than it ever has been. 40% of our inpatient census is COVID. What does that do to your staff? We're struggling. It's demoralizing, basically. A pandemic pause expired over the weekend. Correspondent Steve Kathan. Without the the extension of a federal eviction moratorium, this Maryland mother and millions of other people face uncertainty. It's scary because then if I'm on the street, where do I go? University of Arkansas law professor Lynn Foster. A lot of landlords did already file eviction lawsuits 
It's just that they couldn't be carried through to their conclusion because of the moratorium. So there are a lot of cases already in the courts. Firefighters in Oregon are making progress battling the country's largest wildfire. The bootleg fire is now 84 percent contained. Spokesman Brad Washa says a cloudy sky and light rain have both helped. Good days to basically really... Um put the hurt to the fire and uh, do a lot of mop-up. Poor air quality alerts have been posted for Minnesota and Iowa as smoke from western wildfires and Canada blows through the upper Midwest. A controversial comedian is dealing with a serious diagnosis. My purse turns into like this black hole where the more I dig in and look for something, the deeper it gets and I can't find it. Kathy Griffin says she's been diagnosed with stage one lung cancer, though she's never smoked. In a Twitter post this morning, she says she'll undergo surgery to have half of her lung removed. She says she's optimistic and should be up and running around as usual in a month or less. The Dow is up 187 points. This is CBS News. With Indeed Instant Match, just sponsor a post and immediately receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that can